Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, welcome to my show, Me the Science podcast, where every week I pick a topic that I've stumbled into usually, actually I'm flicking through things and I come across things and I tell you all about it. Uh, it's usually something I know something about, thankfully. Uh, sometimes people suggest things, but this week it's all about AI. Now, we're probably all aware of what AI is and what it can bring for us and there's all this fear-mongering. Is it going to be spell the end of humanity if the robots take over? But I'm a huge fan of it. And I was interviewed recently about what I do in Trinity as a teacher because obviously the students are using it, aren't they, to write their essays. And I think we need to embrace it. It's a superb discovery, as I'll explain. And there are many applications already. And uh, in fact, what I'm going to tell you really about on this one is the applications we're currently using anyway for AI. It is part of your life as it stands. What I love, though, is I came across this um, article saying it's going to spell the end of the dreaded passwords. You know, when you log into something and you can never remember your password drives me demented. My password is mainly Luke O'Neill 11111 or something. Anyway, AI, end of passwords, fantastic. The second thing is, you know when you phone up a bank or a travel company, whatever it is, and you're put on hold and there's endless annoying music and you're waiting. Again, AI will banish that, which is fantastic. And there are two immediate things. Um, but they're also talking about lots of things like driverless cars, better healthcare, the role in education is big as well, uh, and more efficient and effective social media without the hate. There's a good one. And this is very common, of course. And I can speak from personal experience. If you're anyway in the public eye, you get attacked on social media and it's awful. AI may spell the end of that. So there's all kinds of applications that are, are coming and that are there already that I'm going to tell you about on this particular podcast. Now, first of all, what is it? As scientists, we define things and then we get stuck into them. Artificial intelligence is the ability of a system or a program to think and learn from experience. Now, that's a very important aspect. You might think AI is any computer. You know, you log on to something and you Google stuff and whatever it is. It is that kind of, but the AI systems learn. And that's what worries people, I suppose, that they're going to learn how to dominate. But it's actually a, a process that the actual machine learns as it goes along. And in fact, it's called machine learning. That might be a term you're familiar with. So the machine can display intelligence of sorts, simulate human behavior or thinking. But very important, it can be trained to solve problems. And the fact it can learn and develop, I guess, is a key aspect to AI because it can keep learning and then it can help you solve problems. And I'm going to give you one big example in a few minutes on how it's helping in medical research. Now, the facts and figures are startling. Uh, this is the business side. I got some of this actually from the uh, Financial Times. To source, credit my source here. Uh, the revenue from AI, the software, worldwide will reach $126 billion by 2025. So in other words, it's a very important part of the commercial world as well. With lots of companies, lots of companies writing software, lots of machines being configured in various ways. So it's a huge thing. And of course, let's hope Ireland is part of this to reap the rewards from AI. And then by 2025, it's predicted 95% of customers will be interacting with AI. And especially if you're in the business of marketing, uh, trying to get information out to potential customers, advertising, relationships with customers, 95% of those interactions get this by 2025 will be part of AI and then the other one is the global AI software market is expected to grow at 54% per year so what they're projecting is massive growth 
and the forecasted size will be $22.6 billion. So it's time to get on board. There's a massive market opportunity here overall, you see. So in other words, it's coming at us. It's going to get really, really, really more and more common. Now, of course, the fear part is where is it going to go? Uh, and like any new invention, you've got to regulate it in some way and keep an eye on it. But hopefully we can sort of keep control of this AI world that we're now entering more and more. And like any invention, and as a scientist, I've often spoken about this. Science advances because of the invention of some new technique or technology. So, for example, I couldn't do my job without microscopes because the immune cells and the bacteria are too tiny. We can't see them, can we, with our eyes? So the microscope gets invented and that becomes a huge tool for us to study these things. There'll be no astronomy without telescopes, obviously, as well. And, and AI is just another invention that's come along to help us. And let's hope we've learned from the past because otherwise, what would the point have been? So again, it'll take a bit of regulation. It's not clear where it's going to go. And, and there is a slight fear, I would admit, that if, the, if it learns and learns and learns, would it be get would become much smarter than us and begin to control us in some way. But that's kind of science fiction. Just keep an eye on it. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Now, what are the applications? Are you ready? Now, anybody listening to this podcast who's in business needs to listen to this, especially if you're in the uh, the marketing world, to say, or trying to interact with customers. E-commerce is what they call this, of course. It's been around for decades anyway because of computers and digital marketing and all sorts. The first one is personalized shopping. Now, again, this is obvious you get it already on Google, trying to fire ads at you because following your habits and so on. But the technology is used to create recommendation engines to engage with customers. And the recommendations to you as a consumer are made from your browsing history, preferences and interests. In other words, the ads will be really tailored to you now through AI. And the AI system will learn what exactly you're interested in. So as a result, I get constant ads about the Beatles, their latest albums and their books, because they know I'm a Beatles fan. It's putting me off the Beatles, all this, to be honest. But uh, the AI can now currently tell what I'm interested in, and I'm sure we're all the same. But that's going to get more and more sophisticated. And then we will be buying the thing that's being advertised towards us. So that's an important thing to think about. Uh, the other is, get this, a virtual shopping assistant. Now, we will have robots with us as we shop, say, or do various things. But this virtual shopping assistant, a natural language is used. They speak to you. You have a conversation with them. Uh, you can have a real-time engagement with them. So that's what I'm talking about. If you, if you ring up now, say, a bank, and you're trying to get through, that will be answered instantaneously. It won't be a human answering. It'll be a virtual assistant Hello. and they'll ask you a question and they'll sound like human beings say what 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 when we get this already remember at the moment said press one for this two for that three for whatever it's going to be much more efficient and much more in real time and in fact I've, this is already there and i was i had to change a flight recently and i decided to go online and do it and i had a long conversation with a robot asking me various things at least they weren't answering but i believe there was some kind of robotic system so we're going to see a lot more ai powered assistance in the world that we live in to help us shop to answer our complaints and our queries and much faster and as i say hopefully the end of that desperately bad music that we listen to when we phone up someone and have to wait and then they say your call is important i smashed my phone when they your call is important um, but that will be a thing of the past hopefully now, second big one, education. And this is my area, and I'm very aware of it. We get loads of uh, emails about AI coming at us. Uh, Trinity is actually very good on this, saying, look, you know, what's going to happen? And so we're, we're preparing for this now in education. And, of course, uh, it'll be become more and more prominent. We're going to switch to AI, for example, in our teaching. And one example I give is I now get the students to write an essay with AI, and then I get them to critique it. Now, that's terrifying for the students, but uh, still, there are mistakes in AI. 
Um, it, the style of it might be a bit different to you as a student and what you might, might want to emphasise might be slightly different. And to be honest, it's a great way for them to learn. Now, it, of course, before AI, they would write essays and it crib it off Wikipedia or whatever, wouldn't they, and rephrase it a bit. So this is a great development, I think. And what we're trying to train the students to do is to stand up and give a talk on AI, you know, and on, on the essay rather they've been reading and, and, and it really helps them. So I think it's a huge addition to education. The other big one is um, administration. And this will take the pressure off us academics in terms of, say, for example, you know, um, contacting students, back office tasks, even grading. Can you imagine? That might be done by an AI system of some kind. Now, co computers can correct multiple choice questionnaires already. So it's along those lines, really. And routine issues, giving feedback, managing enrollment, all that kind of stuff will be handled by AI. And that means the administrative part of education will then be less. And then, a bit like I just mentioned with the marketing voice assistance so students can access a robotic teacher and ask questions and get answers of course it might mean the end of my job in that regard but still uh, that this voice assistant thing and then a really important one is personalized learning now this is something that's not happening yet but you can use AI to personalize the teaching to a specific student in other words the AI system realizes that student needs to do more maths because they got the sums wrong or whatever and they will tailor the teaching program that specific students needs. That's a really important thing and that's very exciting. The goal of teaching and education really is to draw out the best of every single student, you know, individually. If you give a, if I give a, if I give a lecture to say 500 students and it's the same for them all, as I do at the moment, that's okay. What if the robotic system knows that these students need more emphasis on this than that or whatever it is? And that tailored personalized learning will enhance the learning process. So in my opinion, huge excitement about AI and education. It can bring all kinds of benefits. Now, next one, other uses, I call this, because it's a bit of a rag bag. Autonomous vehicles, obviously, and it's there already in some of these um, fantastic, not quite driverless cars, but there's AI in your car already. Uh, Toyota, Audi, Volvo, Tesla, they're all using machine learning to train the computers to think and evolve like humans when, you're when they're driving. That car is learning. Every time it goes on the road, it learns, you know, and it gets better and better and better. And therefore, there'll be no crashes and no concerns. Route planning, of course, how to get a map and go from A to B. That's built in already to some extent. With AI, that will get better and better as well. The big one there is if, the, the dri if you're driving your car, it'll warn you don't go down that road because there's traffic on it, say. Uh, that's going to get more and more prominent to make the whole travel business more effective. That's the autonomous vehicles. The next is facial recognition. This is the liberation from passwords. So Google are already doing this. It's called PassKey. Why would you put a password in? It's ridiculous, right? If it scans your face, that's a very elaborate thing and it's very complicated, your own face, you know? It'll recognize you as the person you are based on what your face looks like. And that facial recognition technology, again, is learning. You know, there'll be various other things that might be used here to allow you access to things, um, be it, you know, whatever it might be on your computer. So facial recognition is AI now. Next one, hiring. Now get this. There are companies already using software in the hiring process, and it's, it's unbiased. It's called blind hiring. So again, machine learning, you examine applications based on parameters. Uh, you can scan the candidate's profile and resumes. You can interview the person robotically, and that will remove any bias. And a big fear, of course, we've always had is the interview process is flawed. And there's biases in the interviewers. That, there's none of that with AI. It'll be a very systematic approach to hire people. Now, again, you might think it's a bit inhuman and, and the human contact bit is, is less, I suppose. But still, AI will be used for hiring. And then the, the big one for 
me, of course, is in research and healthcare and medical research in particular. And I'm doing stuff at companies at the moment and they're using AI uh, to analyze data. A big one here is when, when we do an experiment now in my lab, say in Trinity, we generate buckets and buckets and buckets of data. And we do use computers to analyze the data. Now, I'll give you one example. We did an experiment recently. Uh, we measured 80,000 separate metabolites. Now, metabolites are things in your immune system that regulate the immune response, especially metabolites that affect immunity. 80,000 we measured in real time. You couldn't do that as a human. You need, uh, you need a computer system to analyze it. And then what if the computer system learns from that? And things like diagnosis, obviously, is a big one in medicine as well. And again, the computers are very good at doing that. So we're going to see a lot of applications in AI, we will speed up the drug discovery process. And one good example is an AI system could read the entire literature in immunology in a minute, right? It takes a human a decade to read that literature, having to read all those discoveries, whereas the AI system can do it much more quickly and you can ask it a question then and then get an answer and that might help you design experiments. So we're going to see AI more and more in medical research. The prediction there, by the way, is using AI will speed up discoveries. In other words, we'll use it as a way to help us discover things in science. And it might be to do with neuroscience, it might be to do with the immune system, it might be to do with cancer, whatever it is, we're using the AI system to help us speed up the discovery process. And that's going to be a huge benefit. It's going to, and it will accelerate, because remember, the AI system learns and gets better next time. So again, we're looking at that with real excitement, I guess. And again, we've got to keep an eye on it. Uh, another one is in agriculture. Any farmers listening in, get this. You can use AI to look at defects and nutrient deficiencies in the soil, analyze the data and say what the soil needs. You can do it to scan for weeds and learn where weeds are growing and then come up with ways to handle weeds. And there's AI bots that will harvest crops at a much higher volume and a faster pace than humans. So therefore, we're going to see more and more AI on the farm in all kinds of ways as well and that will help hopefully help the agricultural system and then of course the big one would be assessing climate change and that kind of thing is, is very important for AI too and then lastly um, Twitter dare I mention X right X is using AI now for fraud detection to remove propaganda and hateful content isn't that great so we're going to see a system whereby all that trolling and nastiness on social media, AI will be looking out for that and then blocking and handling that and stopping it. And we need AI to stop all this. Of course, a lot of that stuff is generated by bots anyway. But still, AI will be, will be very effective, we think, at stopping this trolling and especially misinformation. Um, and then lastly, it'll recommend things. Tweets will come to you. It's happening already on X to me. I don't know whether people notice this. You get tweets now from things you're not following which you mightn't want but the fact is the system knows you would be interested in certain things and then fires tweets at you based on the sort of things you're engaging with so I think we're going to see AI being very useful in social media because it will stop the hate hopefully stop the nastiness and then make social media the thing we want it to be so that's another good advantage so remember nothing to be frightened of uh, I'll finish on one last thing did you know when handwriting was invented that was a technology with a pen Plato said we mustn't let students use handwriting because it'll stop them thinking. You know? Now, look what happened. Handwriting became the thing. Um, and I think AI is the same. Bring it in. Bring it in. And, and let's make sure that we use it in an effective way to benefit humanity at all these different levels and just keep a bit of an eye on it. And we should be fine. So there you have it. The science of AI. And thank you very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is a News Talk production and is available for download every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.